Hi friend, do you ever need to create marketing materials easily? Whether you need to make flyers or artwork for your blog, your podcast, or any number of different things, check out Canva. Go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva. That's C-A-N-V-A. I've been using the free version of Canva for many, many years, and I recently upgraded to the pro version, and it's awesome. So go to findyourflow.com forward slash Canva to learn more. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I'm here today on the move. Yes, I do not have any special guests. I am driving again, but hopefully the audio quality will be considerably better than uh, the last... There is, of course, still that obnoxious beep from my car. And yes, I will be getting it serviced soon. But honestly, friends, I've been working so freaking much. Literally 80 hours a week, maybe more. I haven't even had time to stop and count how much I've been working lately. But it's been pretty much nonstop. And the one day I did have off, <clears throat> I had planned to spend with uh, Bradley and Elena. And I did. But um, the first half of the day, I was pretty much useless, to be honest. I was so exhausted. I had a gig over the weekend and I had worked um, the whole week prior so just a busy maybe you can relate uh, yeah so anyway back to kind of the point of this show and the point of this particular episode so I uh, yeah I don't have a guest and I will be honest I probably won't have guests for the next few shows because that takes a lot more time coordination getting other people situated, being able to carve out time of my day to be able to do these calls with somebody else, align their schedules, blah, blah, blah. And that's okay. I'm actually okay with it for a few reasons. One, it's really cool to to have guests, and I will plan on having guests again soon. <laughs> sorry. sorry. And, um, and I just uh, stopped for pedestrians. That's what that was all about. But it was like one of those points where I really should have gone. They were waiting for me to go and then I stopped anyway and it was totally awkward. <sighs> Driving, podcasting, it's it's my new favorite thing to do actually. Um, it's kind of, the way I'm doing it is really kind of silly. I've got my laptop in here and I've got my headphones in and I'm on the move instead of the other ways where, you know, and I got that, that beep is such a good practice of non- judgment. I do not judge the beep. I am not letting it get under my skin in any way, shape, or form. I'm totally calm despite that it does it every time I accelerate. But once I get going, it's fine. Hopefully you can't even hear it, but in case you're wondering, what what is that beep? That's what it is. There it is. Just Just in time. All right. So this episode, I have a if you've looked at the artwork the podcast artwork it and the title it is titled Akash, Ak, Akashic sorry Akashic Records Akashak Akashic Records I've heard it pronounced different ways I'm gonna go with Akashic so what are they what are they about I've heard of them for years when in, of course I've been reading about kind of out there stuff for many years since I was a kid I got really interested in it, and in and when I say it, I mean esoteric, sacred knowledge, sacred knowledge stuff that's kind of 
far out there and or spiritual and or new age and or sacred and or ancient and which it all kind of ties together in a lot of ways and so I got into it because uh, as I shared in a previous episode and um, it's something that's I've always been great interest to me is religion and spirituality and where the where the overlap is when there is when when and if there is overlap because I am pretty convinced that that sometimes it's like one kind of even though it's got the pretense or the the goal of being being spiritual or being helping connect you to God in some way really is the thing sometimes that prevents one from obtaining a true connection with God or with higher power or with spirit or whatever you want to call it. And I find that crazily and humorously ironic that the thing that is claiming to provide a guide po- guide points or roadmap or whatever to connecting with God is really the, the single biggest thing hampering people's spiritual development. And it, I don't know that it's intentional. I feel like sometimes it certainly is. Um, but I feel other times, most of the time, I'd say people within those frameworks are really doing the best they can. They're just, you know sharing beliefs and information that has helped them and dogmas and practices that have helped them in their lives and they just they mean well they want to do good for people and I truly believe that that's the majority of folks within these kind of structures for but at what level did these ideas or these practices become corrupt and how intentional was that? Is it just a game of telephone where as the information is passed down, it's just gotten more and more messed up? Is that is that the case here with some of these where the original teacher had their moment of enlightenment and or moments of enlightenment and practices that they did that helped them realize these kind of higher states of consciousness? And then in their sharing of it, the information just kind of broke down. The methods of communication and the message just got lost in the shuffle. Or at certain points throughout history did certain people or entities come into the mix that intentionally intentionally distorted those messages for their own purposes. So those are the kind of things that have always fascinated me. And... As a result, one thing, I I read a lot of books that just kind of ignored all of it, that were just kind of more on the path of direct association or connection to God or to to higher consciousness or spirit, and just completely tried to cut out that religious aspect of it. Because for me personally, I, I felt very rebellious towards that. I felt very much wanting to push back like it was very and if, you know this is my my upbringing um, largely was kind of being forced into it. <laughs> yeah it was very actually very clearly being forced into it um, and I loved my mom she was great and I still love 
and have great memories of her, you know, what she was trying to do for us. And so this isn't like hate on, hate on my mom's memories or anything like that. That's not the, the point at all. Um, because she was really trying to do good. She felt like this was a way to save us and to give us, give us the, the opportunity to be saved after death, to be resurrected after death. That's the promise of Jehovah's Witnesses. And within that kind of pressure of, and there was a lot of pressure from her in the sense of this kind of uh, fear of disappointing her if we didn't go along with it. And just being kids, you kind of, you know, at a certain level, you just really don't have too many options. You can't stay home by yourself when you're too young and avoid it. If she's going there, then, you know, we're going there too. And going outdoor knocking and knocking on people's doors and sharing, pioneering, you know. And uh, that's a big part of that religion is bringing the word of God to people or, or the, you know, their belief of what God is saying, Jehovah's God saying, to people door to door. And I, you know, hated doing that. I freaking hated it. My sister hated it even more than me, I think. I at least went along with it and I was okay because I'm, you know, fairly easygoing in that sense. But, you know, inside I really wasn't happy about it. And I found a lot of ways in my own ways, to kind of rebel against that. And a funny thing happened recently where one of my old bandmates, one of my old friends from high school, and the other guys who we were in band with, well, he, anyway, the one guy posted a photo from back, it had to be probably 96 or so, maybe 95, uh, probably 96, 97, I guess. And um, we were in a punk rock band together, and... It was Halloween because we were all dressed like vampires or like zombies or something. I'm not quite sure. And I and so our faces were white and we had like black circles around our eyes like we were like maybe skeletons. I don't know. I had um, devil horns <laughs> with my hair. My hair was dyed red and I had devil horns. And then I was wearing a Bad Religion t-shirt, which is, for those of you who don't know, it's a punk rock band. And they, that particular shirt has a cross that has a big red crossed out sign through it. So if you've seen those like do not walk kind of signs or do not do this, and it's got the big red cross thing out, it was like that on a, you know, Christian type cross. Huh. So I saw this, he posted on my timeline on Facebook and I completely did not even remember that. Um, I, you know, I don't know what, we must've done a show that night or something and it was it was kind of shocking for one because it was like wow that's pretty crazy and two it's um i also was think it just made me flash on all these times that i've seen celebrities get get have people in the media point to celebrities and say oh look they're a devil worshipper and they're trying to ruin your spirit or you're you know trying to steal your soul or brainwash you and oh they're illuminati and oh this and that and um you know one in particular that came up was this image in my head i had of katie perry because i was because i researched you know illuminati and this kind of stuff because i find it super fascinating and then you know you go down that rabbit hole and then before you know it, it's all sorts of crazy stuff so anyway this one crazy stuff was it was katie perry and there were this somebody online was saying like, oh, she works for the Illuminati and 
Um, you can tell she works for Satan because look, she's got the Satan's horn. Her hair is done in Satan's horns and it's red and she's the queen and blah, blah, blah. Just like, you know, all this madness. And I was like, dang, you know, people could easily point to this and say, well, look, there's Winston. He's a devil worshiper and he's got the cross crossed out. And it looked, you know, it was like kind of crazy. So, but on the, the reality for my perspective is I was a freaking kid who'd had a religion shoved down his throat his whole life and effing hated it, you know, and I was not really a bad kid. I tried when that was like pretty much the extent of my rebellion was I would wear that shirt and listen to punk rock <clears throat> and, you know, started smoking and drinking at a fairly, you know, kind of average age, I guess, really for American kids, I would, I would say. And, um, yeah, so it, it's like in the scope of my life and things that I've done, I don't think it was, or compared to, you know, things I know, like my sister, kind of trouble she got in, nothing like that, nothing like that. But I could see how this kind of stuff could get twisted, especially like in the road, if somebody down the road, somebody want to point to things to try to discredit what I'm trying to say or try to do, that could be something somebody could use flames for the uh, fuel for the fire, so to speak. Point being that it's an interesting thing for me now because one, I didn't really want that on my timeline. I don't want, I have a lot of friends who are Christian, very Christian people and very, are very religious or very Catholic and this and that. And that would be probably pretty offensive to them. And back then I didn't care because I kind of wanted people to be offended, I think, at some level. Like I wanted people to know the pain and the wrong that that kind of thinking had done to me, you know, how it made me feel where I couldn't just be me because I had to worry about being judged by people who considered themselves better than me because they believed that th their belief in the Bible or in their religion gave them that right, you know, and that's not to, again, that's not to judge, cast judgment on people who subscribe to those type of systems, those religious systems or dogmas, it's just that that was my personal experience and that's the way I, I saw it and that's the way I felt like I could push back to some degree. So as I've gotten older and less wanting to, first of all, less wanting, less, want, being aware, more aware of how that impacts other people who identify with those kind of faiths or, or those kind of religions. And not wanting to hurt them because I truly like them and that my intention is to help people, right? Not to hurt or to cause strife or cause um, any kind of conflict. So to see that was like, oh yeah, that was like some dumb thing I did when I was a kid. I don't really want to offend people now, so I removed it from my timeline. And But the thought of it was, it just was interesting to me. So anyway, I think I circle back to that. In later in this episode, we'll find out. All right, the Akashic Records. If you've never heard of them, or I just am pronouncing it so incorrectly, you don't even know what I'm talking about. The idea is that there is a kind of a database or a library in the sky, so to speak. Not technically in the sky, but kind of just in the ether and the in other dimensions and whatnot. That's a record of everything that has happened and everything that will happen. And if you know how, supposedly, 
you can access these records, you can see them and, and ask questions or gain wisdom from these records. And so that's a pretty cool idea. So I'm all about testing stuff. I don't really like to take people's words for things most of the time. It depends if it's a mentor or somebody who's done what I'm trying to do, then by all means I take their information and I test it for myself and I go do it. But, you know, the, a big thing for me is, is testing it for myself so that I know that it's right. Because even if somebody else did it a certain way, it doesn't mean that way is necessarily going to be right for me. I've still got to figure out my own way to do it. And the same for you, probably, I'm guessing. is like you, Even though I'm saying these things, you may or may not agree with some of it or all of it. But the idea that I try to push out there is, you know, I'm not trying to tell you, hey, this is how it is, or hey, this is the way you should think. That's not my intention. My intention is to say, hey, here's what I've experienced, or here's what I've tested. These are the results that I got. Here's how you could go test it if you wanted to, or one idea about how you might want to go start testing it for yourself, and then come to your own conclusions. So it's kind of like this open sharing of my results of things that I'm testing. That's kind of the goal here. So, uh, last week I was thinking about the, these Akashic records. I was like, okay, I want to start really digging deep, you know. I want to figure out what they're about, what kind of knowledge can I gain from them. How, like, I've got this conceptual idea of how, how they work and where they are and this and that, but what is it really? And so I said to myself, okay, I'm, I intend to gain a deeper knowledge of these records. I intend to have an experience or experiences around these so that I can, if I can just have a deeper knowledge, just be more wise. That's what I'm always trying to do, just gain more wisdom. So the other night I was laying in bed and just kind of, you know, about to doze off to sleep and then something clicked where I had kind of that moment of my spirit or astral body or some, some other part of myself kind of disconnected from the physical body right before I drifted into unconscious sleep. And I, I you know, had that experience of like recognizing. So it's kind of like if you've ever had a dream where you know you're awake, like a um, lucid dream. And you know, it's that moment of like, oh, I'm about to have some crazy trip if I want to. And I could feel that there was like all this energy around me and, and I could sense that there was a being or beings around me that could guide me to these records or show me wisdom or give me an understanding. But it's kind of scary because it was like, I haven't really done this kind of stuff in a while, to be honest. And I was like, oh man, like, you know, there's kind of that fear of like going into the unknown. And... But then I remembered, yes, this is what I wanted. I wanted guidance on this. I wanted to explore this and I want to know more. And I you put a imaginary cloak of protection around my physical body and, and Elena and our house and Bradley and everything around me. And then I said, yes, please take me, please guide me. And then I went and I didn't like go anywhere per se, but I kind of felt like I was going down this energy tunnel almost but I could see what looked like so I, I saw this shape and I was thinking about today like man it was already about a year ago it was last summer where I first kind of really saw this idea of the Taurus and I think that's how it's pronounced T-O 
R U S. And that was really significant when I first saw that shape being used the way that they were showing in this video I watched. I, I don't remember the name of the video, some crazy video I picked up while we were on a road trip in, near Mount Shasta. And, you know, it's all a very mystical place and all sorts of um, magical things and spiritual things and new agey things. And I bought, you know, we bought all sorts of cool stuff. And anyway, in that video, it was showing how energy flows through this shape or through us and through earth and through kind of all living beings, how the energy flows down through us and back out and around. It's hard to describe. You kind of have to see pictures, but or just be really in tune and sense it for yourself. Then you're then you're way awesome. So for me, I saw those pictures. And I was like, yes, that like I feel that that makes so much sense. And when I went into this trip or this experience the other night, that's what I saw was like these, like if you can imagine a tornado how it's all this energy and it spirals and kind of turns into itself in such a way that it's pulling in more and more things around it and then at the top it's dissipating and then that stuff kind of goes back out and falls to the ground but then that tornado could pick it up again it's you know whirlwind it right back up so a Taurus is kind of like that in a sense, but with energy. And the way I was seeing it was that I was, or that a being could be, physical being could in a sense be at the core center of where this vortex, energy vortex of matter being our physical bodies had come together in this physical realm and how the spiritual energy or the ethereal energy or psychic energy was is able to flow through the physical body but the body is constructed using you know kind of like code or dna in a in a technology sense or in a way where the atoms that make up our body the actual biology it, it's all coded it's all you know bonded it's all using mag magnetic energy to hold itself together in these combinations that build up that combine and combine and combine plus with the information of genetics for the ways to combine it and the different little aspects that make each of us unique according to our bloodline like the physical genetic stuff that's passed down through this DNA code but then also the spirit stuff that has been passed down from our own spirit lines our own past lives and experiences and i saw it in the sense of being in the middle of being able to be in the middle of it like i saw it in front of me but then i kind of imagined myself in it or being it and how i could if i were focused how i could use more energy to draw energy into me so to kind of bring the focus of this these tornadoes these vortexes of energy and focus them for creating or for love or for whatever i wanted to focus on 
And if I am not focused, then it could just kind of be pulled in different directions and it would lose its power and it would lose its focus. But if I am really focused and directing it, that energy could be harnessed in a much more powerful way and directed and used much more powerfully than if it's dispersed and kind of all over the place and unfocused. So it wasn't, the experience wasn't exactly, it wasn't at all what I thought it would be like. I didn't know what to expect though. So I, I kind of felt like it was an introductory course before I get deeper into the records, into the understanding of what they are and how they work and how they can be used for good. It was just like this experience of like, okay, first just understand kind of how you come together, you Winston, you your body with this and like how the energy flows through. And by getting a sense of that and being able to look out from that perspective, being able to look into the future, look into the past and see the patterns and the things that come together to create the kind of realities that I'm experiencing in the now, which is also the future, which is also the past because there really only is now. We can only access the future and the past through the now. If we're reading a history book, things that happened thousands of years ago, we're still reading it now. If we're thinking or daydreaming or imagining about the future and what's going to come and what's going to be like, we're imagining it from now. So this part right here, being present now, is like that center of that vortex, right? There's the part that's coming in from the top that's like a whirlwind of future possibilities, future pieces of the puzzle and as I'm looking into the future and saying like, here's the direction I want to go, here's the experiences that I want to have, the universe, the, the solver of the Rubik's, universal Rubik's Cube as I like to think of it, is looking ahead to see, okay, here's these colors and we're going to you know, align them in this way or here's these pieces of the puzzle. And as I am present in the now, focused on what I want to experience now, it's bringing those things through the vortex of energy into my experience, creating at some point, if I'm open to it, that physical reality for me to experience in the here and now. And things, once I've experienced them in the here and now, go on and I pass through or it passes through me, then it goes into what I perceive as the past. Oh, that happened yesterday, that happened last week, that happened 10 years ago, that happened 10 lifetimes ago. But those things can still influence because if I'm, if I think of it again like that tornado that picked up stuff off the ground and through its whirlwind and power and the vortex of energy, picked it up and spit it off the top and then it kind of rains back down and then it could potentially get picked right back up again. It's kind of like that in a sense where certain things that I wasn't able to learn from in past lives or that I didn't fully, you know, just even in this life, you know, doing the same stupid stuff over and over again without seeing the pattern or recognizing it or how to change it or seeing it and recognizing it but not taking the actions necessary to change it, it opens up that kind of awareness for me to be able to see it on a diff from a different perspective. 
And so that was my big takeaway from this first experience. I plan to do more. This whole month is uh, of meditation. I and, and I'm not going to say like I I'm not a great meditator. I don't sit sit there for an hour a day and meditate. Like that's it doesn't. I'm not saying it wouldn't work for me because I'm sure it would. But I just don't put that much emphasis on that kind of meditation for myself at this point in my life. I have a lot of things to do and a lot of things that I do that I feel I still get that kind of connection to and that kind of, and it doesn't take forever. So, I mean, that experience was maybe 10 minutes, you know, but it was significant for me. I feel like it gave me some really good connection to source and some deep understanding and I know that it's going to go deeper and I intend for it to and that's why I'm sharing this on this podcast because I'm notifying spirits and or higher powers or spirit guides that that is my intention and my own mind my own consciousness my own subconsciousness and super consciousness that that is my intention is to become more and more in tune with it be able to access the the records more and use them somehow I imagine that there's some kind of benevolent goal that I can use this kind of knowledge towards. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just knowledge for the sake of knowledge. I don't know. But that's what I intend to find out. So that's that was my rant for today. I, I do believe I'm uh, almost home. So that was my commute during the middle of the day when I don't stay at work till you know, rush hour. So that was awesome, and I hope that that encourages you to, to dig deeper into that if you feel so inclined. If not, then no problem. You can just tune in next week and find out what more exciting stuff I may have come up with out of it. And uh, yeah, friends, I would just encourage you to continue to be awesome, be you, and until next time, be flowing. Well, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you have a story that you would like to share with other flowers? Maybe you'd like to put it in a book. Well, go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club and learn how you can publish your own book or become a published author in the Find Your Flow book series. Simply go to findyourflow.com forward slash author club, all one word, and be sure to join the free Facebook group while you're at it. Thanks, friend. And until next time, be flowing.